show is sponsored by HiveMind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the HiveMind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings and of course to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at HiveMindCRM.io. We're here today with Brittany Thompson out of Birmingham, Alabama. She is an amazing investor, an amazing inspirational educator as well, which we're going to talk about that too, but she's just an inspiration for everything. Um, I always start off this question with, how did you end up here? Like, what did you do in the past? Like, how did Brittany Thompson end up being a real estate investor in the position he's currently at? (laughs) That's such a broad question, Daniel. Oh, okay, okay. okay. And the reason why, okay, so like for me, I'm a truck driver. Matt, to my right or left, depending on what side he's on, he's a producer, movie, TV producer. So, like, we kind of came from different facets, and we kind of fell into real estate, some fashion. So, like, where'd you start? Okay. Um, well, I'll spare you the first 25 years of my life. How about that? <laughs> I mean, that's as old as I am. I mean, I'm only 29. I don't know. You can start any, at any point. <laughs> okay. Well, here's, here's a little bit. I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. Um, I moved to Alabama when I was a little girl and pretty pretty much been raised by my mom. Uh, She was a single mom for most of my my youth um, till she met my my dad. Um, We moved probably middle school, high school, and I just really witnessed everybody work. You know, I just really saw when, when I saw success, I saw my parents working or I saw my family working. And I just remember a season where I was just kind of, I was just kind of tired and I just, um, I, I don't know, maybe it was a book I read. Maybe it was, it was my, my great aunt who would take me with her when she would do her run. She was the entrepreneur. So whenever something, if she was going to sell some candy or some eggs or something, I was right there with her because my mom was working. And I don't know, just that inspiration for me between seeing my mom work hard and then seeing my aunt, you know, basically grind and build her business. It, it put me in a position post-college of just looking for something else, um, for lack of better words. And so I looked and looked. I went from multi-level marketing to insurance, to makeup, to supplements, to you name it. I've tried it because I was just trying to fulfill an itch. You know, I, I knew that we needed money. We needed to earn an income to live, right? But I also just was never quite satisfied with the nine to five, like I was never just a clock hitter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so oh, yeah. um, I um, I remember this like yesterday, my very last W-2, I was working as a digital sales rep for a major company. Um, if I said y'all know, but the, the premise of this day, and I talk about this a little bit when I share my story, but the premise of this day, I'm, I'm married, newly married. We, we've got young kids. 
and my husband's working and I wanted to help. You know, I've always been wanting to contribute to the household. And I remember getting up, getting dressed, fighting traffic, fighting rush hour to drop my kids off at daycare. Really didn't like that. R really not about that life, but I was. that's what I thought I had to do um, to get to work where actually I had to park at a church and get shuttled to my work office where there was only parking spaces for the executive. So I wasn't really, I was good enough to bring in some income, some sales, but I wasn't necessarily good enough to be able to park at my office building and walk to the front door. And I remember going through a rah-rah session and sitting down and going to pick up the phone. And we had been pumped up, you know, make sales, make contacts, call up complete strangers and tell them you're gonna get them, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And when I went to pick up the phone to, 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 to just to talk to somebody, I remember just feeling like an overwhelming elephant sitting on my chest. I feel like I felt like this, like I couldn't catch my breath. I'm developing the nervous triggers, shivers. You know, I feel like I've got four eyeballs. I'm looking around. I see back in the day, we used to call it a farm, but it's basically rows and rows of cubicles. And that's where we sat at to make our sales calls. And I'm, I'm like internally screaming, somebody let me out, please. I want to be free. I got to get out of here. I'm tired. Can't do it anymore. And then people start looking at me. My coworkers are like, oh my gosh, what's, are you, are you okay? Heck no, I'm not okay. This isn't normal. We're not meant to live like this. And I just, I, I don't know if it faded to dark or what, but next thing I remember is being rushed in an ambulance to the hospital. And I remember laying on my back and they're saying, Brittany, are you okay? And they thought I was having a heart attack. I was having a severe panic attack. I had just gotten to the point where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired and I didn't want to do it anymore. I couldn't. It hurt. It physically hurt. And I laid back and I looked up and I said, God, please, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know where I went wrong. I don't know. But if you would get me out of this environment, if you would place me where I'm supposed to be, I, I, will, I will go all in. I will give it everything I've got. I won't look back. And I remember in that moment being discharged from the hospital saying, that's my last day doing it that way. And so I scrolled um, late at night. It was maybe two or three o'clock in the morning and I'm on my couch and I'm just like, how to make a bunch of money fast. <laughs> and that's like the worst thing anybody can do in YouTube. <laughs> what else popped up besides real estate? <laughs> I don't know. I plead the fifth. <laughs> But forex, I, forex. It was I forex. Remember, wasn't it? <laughs> say that again. I said it was forex. <laughs> no, and I tried that too. It, <laughs> I feel like I might have made like five dollars or like a hundred. I don't know, but it wasn't good enough for me to stay. I, I don't like being risky like that. <laughs> but um, I, I came across an ad about how to make. I think it was twelve k in thirty seven days. And I tell you, I just jumped in with both feet and I said, I don't know what this is. I'm going to figure it out. And my family, we're, we're going to have breakthrough. So that's how I got into real estate. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's quite a story. I mean, you had a physical reaction to your nine to five. That's, that's quite a, that's quite an indictment, like an indictment of, you know, 
what it says about your spirit about wanting to do something else and not feel like that you're just kind of punching the clock and going through the motions and all those things like did you feel like in that moment i understand it's tough if you're if you're having a panic attack that severe um but you know kind of going back to that moment did it just it just felt like you kind of had to get out right like there was, there was something more there was something you could fulfill a greater purpose and it kind of is it weird it kind of manifested itself in a very physical reaction yes it was it was wild to experience because when you're going through that you know the first thing you, you the first thing i was thinking was what the heck is going on what's wrong with me like i'm supposed to I know how this goes. I'm supposed to be okay with doing life this way. There is no other way, not for you. You you can't, you, you can't get out. You this is this is the commitment for the rest of your life. You hit a clock and you help, you be a helper. And that was a really major limiting belief that I had to overcome. The fact that I can be an entrepreneur and I can be a successful wife, I can be a successful mom, and I can be a successful businesswoman. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I think I think a lot of people they they feel like they're too busy to do things, and I think when I, I like talking to different types of entrepreneurs too, because you you were you were a mom at the time when you when it's entrepreneurship, which is like yes. all the all, all all the all the moms out there are like you're crazy. How could you do that? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Family too, friends too. Oh yeah, you got a good job. Get it together. <laughs> Like I plan on it. I plan on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Look oh, at me. <laughs> exactly. And how long have you been in real estate now? Uh, this is my first deal was in 2016. So this is 22, six years, seven years, seven. I don't know. <laughs> six. 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 I, this is my seventh year in it, but it's my, my sixth year since I've done my first year. That is amazing. That yeah. is amazing. That's quite a journey. So you're been in real estate longer than both of us, me, me and Matt, because Matt, Matt's, I've only been three, and I think Matt's been about two to three as well. Man, that's, wow. <laughs> so let's, but, jump back to, let's jump back to 2016. You're, you get into real estate. Okay, so you have, a, uh, you have a physical reaction to your nine to five. This is not great, right? And you know you have something else more inside of you, more you can accomplish, more you want to do. Let's, let's walk through kind of the early stages of, of real estate. And did you have a mentor? Did you kind of figure it out on your own? Like, what did you do to jump in and kind of say, you know what, we got to start somewhere. And, and where was that somewhere? Great question. So um, once I watched the video, it was specifically at that time, it was geared toward wholesaling. And I thought, man, this is a scam. You have to own this house. How in the world? And I remember taking the first, um, I, I found this in the fall. So I took like the first summer fall, I took like the first nine, six months. I took the first six months. And I mean, I just saturated my mind with um, all of the different tactics and strategies and gurus. I mean, everybody's got a shiny thing, a way of doing it. And I, I, what it was is I had acquired so much information, I couldn't do anything because I was like, what if I do this wrong? Or what if I say this wrong? Or what if, what if my paperwork doesn't look good? You know, all of these what ifs that I had essentially created, you know, in, in, within my, my mind. And I remember having just a resolve. I had just you know, been researching and watching and my husband's been patient and my kids. And I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I've just got, I'm just going to pick one way of doing this 
you know, no coach, no mentor. You know, I think I, I opted for a program and, you know, it's, I feel bad for saying this. I had a payment plan. I made the first payment and I didn't make the next one because <laughs> I couldn't afford it. Like, I think it was like a hundred bucks. Um, and I said, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to commit to do X. And at that time, X was uh, bandit signs, right? Which, you know, they're bandit signs. They're called bandit signs. For, it's because they're not lawful. People say they're not legal. Politicians use them, but we can't. That's neither here nor there. That's just what I use. <laughs> and I remember, uh, oh, it's so funny because we've got pictures and it's my husband and I and our kids. And we've got these yellow, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's crazy to remember we've got these yellow bandit signs that we've it, the house reeked of black permanent marker because <laughs> we're just sitting there we're, we're drawing houses we're drawing money signs we buy I mean just we're just relentless in this pursuit and my husband's still working and they said what the the, the people on the YouTube said you've got to go out uh, at the crack of, of, of morning at like two o'clock in the morning, you've got to put out 50 bandit signs. And I remember going for like six weeks, just every week, just putting out 10 or 12 between the hours of midnight and three or four o'clock. Sometimes I'm out there by myself. Sometimes I recruited my parents because they were like, why is my child driving in the middle of the night to go put up signs in places she should not be after 10 at night? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I remember the feeling of seeing my first bandit sign get smashed. Like, it's like somebody took a sledgehammer with an attitude and they were just like hammering it. This is what I visualized. And I was like, why would somebody take time out to mess with my sign out of all of these? And I just got so, I was so filled with offense. And I was talking to my mom. I said, mom, I, I'm getting a couple calls, but it's not working. And she said, baby, why don't you just put them out where you stay, honey? I said, no, the people that don't, the people that I'm trying to get, they're on the other side. They're in East Egypt, 30, 45 minutes away. I said, but I'll try it. And I'm kidding, I'm serious. No sooner I put out signs in my own backyard, I got a phone call. And when I got the phone call, the property was actually less than a mile away from where I was at that day. And I, I got on the phone with this, I had, I had no script. Like I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I remember, answering and saying, hey, I saw your sign, you buy houses. And I was like, hey, I sure do. How can I help you? <laughs> and he gave me a story. And basically, he's just a retired landlord wanting to sell his last property and move out of state to be with his grandkids. And I just, I just had a real conversation. And um, he said, well, I tell you what, go check out my property. There's a tenant in it, da-da-da-da-da. And give me a call and let me know what you think. I went in there, didn't know what to look for, didn't have a construction budget, didn't have a, a template for repairs, didn't know what to say and what not to say. I mean, I've been in insurance, so I knew how to make people feel warm and welcome, but I didn't know. And I, I, um, I came out of that thing, out of that house, and I don't even know how I got the, the asking number. No, I, I made an appointment to, to sit down with the homeowner. I didn't know that much. And I said, what do you want for it? And he told me something like 27 or something. And I was like, all I can do is like 17. <laughs> I didn't know. I was just shooting in the dark. And we settled at like 22. And so I'm like, oh my God, I've got, I've got a contract on this property that I'm supposed to buy. And I have no idea. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> 
how am I supposed to sell it? How am I supposed to sell my contract? How am I supposed to do it the right way? Can I sell this contract? What can I say? Do I put out an ad? Like all these question marks. Sorry, I'm rambling, but this is this is the play by play here. <laughs> and uh, I remember going to my local real estate investment meeting and there was this guy, Mr. Pat, bless his heart. He's, he's like the patience of Job. He's like, Brittany, you can do this. I think that no matter where anyone is in their real estate journey, there is nothing like having somebody speak life into you and tell you, hey, you may not know where you're going. You may not know what you're doing, but you can do this. And I'll never forget Mr. Pat because he would just always, he will always encourage me. Even though I didn't know what I didn't know, he would just say, Brittany, you are made for this. You got this girl. And I just, I didn't quit because when you quit, you don't win. That's how it goes. And um, through networking, um, I, I got connected with another young lady who happened to have a buyer. Didn't know anything about JV, didn't know any of that. I said, I got this property. I can't find a buyer. I've had it for like 45 days. The homeowner's really nice, but I need to close soon. And she called a meeting. We all sat there, her, her buyer and me. And um, I said, look, if you, if you help me, if you buy this property between she and I, I'll give you, I'll give you whatever spread 50-50. And we worked it out. And that was my first $1,646.50. And I sat in my car and I cried. I cried because I remember thinking, oh my God, I can do this. This works. This is, this is going to change. This is going to change our family's life. That is what, a, what an incredible story. And there's two big things I took from that. One is you didn't let um, the fear of the unknown stop you from jumping in. And a lot of times people get stuck in analysis uh, paralysis and you want to read all the things, watch all the videos. And I'm guilty of that sometimes too. I do a lot of yeah. land deals and sometimes I'm guilty of that. And you said, you know what, I'm going to jump in. I don't, I'm not really sure what I'm doing, but you, you jumped in head first and look what happened. You got a contract. And another thing, you didn't try to do some fancy script or you just had a conversation with somebody who was interested in selling. And I think right. a lot of times that goes a long way with just having a real person to person conversation instead of trying to rehash or, um, you know, give some spiel and some slick thing about, Hey, I can do this. I can do that. You're just like, you come from a place of service. What can I do to help you? What are you looking for? And how can I help you? Period. That's how I do business. Simple. Well, to do that from deal one is, is pretty rare. So I think you jumped in right away and um, leading with service and you got a deal. Guess what? You go to your RIA, you connect with some local, other local investors, meet up with somebody who brings you a buyer, you split it. And now you got your first check and that, you know, they, you get the proof in the pudding right there. I mean, that's, that's a really powerful moment for, for any, any investor, anybody's first deal to see that first check, no matter what it looks like is that's a, it's a lot of hard work and it's proof that you can do this. That's, I love these stories. That's a great story. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. I, you know, it's funny, even up until the closing date, sitting at the table, because, you know, you don't know when, if you're supposed to double close or the buyer is supposed to come in before the, the homeowner. And I was just waiting like, oh crap, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> like, like taking the attorney, the close attorney's check that he gave me and taking it to their bank instead of mine, because I just, I couldn't believe, I couldn't, I couldn't believe I did something like this that, and that it was okay, like me and walking out with a, this sounds really bad, walking out with like a little bag of money. <laughs> it's so, it's so ridiculous now, but in that season, it was like, is this okay?
okay? It's like, it's like Ashton Kutcher gonna come out and say you're busted or like, what? <laughs> Oh, it was such a beautiful moment. And well, I sometimes it's better when you 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 don't know what you don't know, right? Don't. And sometimes when you don't overthink things and you take action, you're not always going to take the right action, but it's better than inaction. And to yeah. do that and take one step in front of the other and just get your first deal done is, um, I mean, it's a testament. And for all the success you've had, you know, from there till now, we'll fill in the gaps here as we go along. But just, I mean, that's not, that's a really incredible first story. And, you know, I, I love to hear it. And you get the first check and you're so happy and you know you did it and you know there's more to come and, and you got that first win in the books and you just kind of go off to the races from there. That's it, that's that's what happened. And, and there was a lot of uh, personal development that happened um, earlier on. I think my next deal, I didn't get to the next year. Like you would think once you accomplish something so big and just, you know, instrumental in life, you think, oh my God, I can do this next week. And for me, it was, wow, this is great. And then I went back to it and it, and I, it's like, I couldn't get a, I couldn't close a door to save my life. I, I, no matter who I talked to, no matter what contract I picked up. It, and, and I remember getting an email through Meetup and it was an out-of-state investor and she said, I'm investing in this area, Esther, I'm investing in Birmingham and I really, I, I really need somebody that could be my boots on the ground. And I, t I joke about it now, but I said, she doesn't know that if it wasn't for her, there would be no get my first deal. I would have quit because I just got so tired. I knew, I don't know if it's harder to try to get your first deal and, and, and think this doesn't work or to get your first deal and then no deals work for like a, like a period of time. And you're like, was that a fluke? <laughs> I know it's possible, but how do I do this again? What's my blueprint? I didn't have a blueprint. So yeah, it's a big part of the, the growth journey and figuring life out. <laughs> what do you do to push through that? You know, you have a hard time getting your second deal. Walk us through the space. You said there was a gap of time between the two. What did that look like? And what did you do to kind of keep yourself mentally sharp and, and not try to not try to talk yourself into quitting or doing something else or, or, or letting kind of negative thoughts start to creep in and, and take over? Great question. So after I done my first deal, okay, that was 2016. <laughs> so, so much happened between that year and 2017. Um, I actually applied to ministry school because I just felt led to do that. Not only that, but throughout my journey, what I'd seen in the market was there were a lot of, and there's no shade to this, but there are a lot of people in the information business and in the education business. So there was, especially in our town, there was, you know, I won't mention them, but basically people coming in saying, hey, we'll show you how to do real estate. You know, give us 40 grand, mortgage your house, max out your credit cards, you know, get somebody to co-sign for you, you know, all these things. And I remember coming home, we, we had been through financial devastation. So we did not have the credit. We did not have the cash. Like we were basically um, living to make ends meet. And we never had uh, the option to go into debt to invest in our educational, our real estate investment journey. And I remember praying like, God, I need some help up in here. Like, where are my people at? I need a community. And I remember feeling like answered prayers, like an audible voice. You need to create what you need because you're not the only one who needs it. And that was the end of 2016, beginning of 2017. Also found out that I was pregnant <laughs> with our third, right? And 
I had started a little YouTube thing called Lady with the Baby. This sounds really corny, but I promise you, I was just like trying to figure it out. And I would make calls and then have seller appointments and take my baby with me. And I would record. I'd, I'd like do a video or do a live. Hey, what's popping in Birmingham? You know, driving around, got my baby in the back. If I can do this, you can too. You can win. You can push. And I don't know that I believed every bit of it, but I knew that I needed to I needed to reinforce that because if there's somebody else feeling that way, like if there's a mom who wants to bring money into her household, or if there's a husband who's just tapped out where he is and he just needs an extra income, they need to see me. I don't know why, but they need to see me out here pushing it against the odds. And so within that, within that time frame, the wholesalers roundtable was born. And it was a meetup and it was a meetup so that I could sit around like-minded people that were trying, that were learning just like me, but didn't want to get around and ask a stupid question. Didn't want to feel chastised for not knowing and didn't want to be, be, get beat upside the head with a sales pitch every five minutes. Like I was vehemently against that. I get it now, but then I was just anti it. And so between that and having the relationship with the young lady that reached out to me via meetup because she saw my group that's which is crazy that's the only way i met her is through meetup and she would send me deals and it started off as hey i'll give you a hundred bucks for each contract or 500 or um take pictures for me now the funny part about this is the reason that i left my last w2 is because i didn't want to be managed i didn't want to feel like i was working for somebody and what I started feeling was a feeling inside, like I was going backwards to that same type of corporate setup. Like I'm doing the same thing I just got away from. And I said, if I can do this crap for her, surely I live here. I can do this for myself. And I had a real conversation with her. I said, look, I appreciate you. I'm grateful for what you've invested in me. I'm grateful for the opportunity. You picked me up. You, you helped me get on my feet. But I'm in a position now where I want to step back into being that entrepreneur and running myself. And I don't want to alienate you because you were a part of my journey. So I don't mind continuously helping you while I get my stuff together. And, and she, and to this day, if I needed something or if she needed something, it's a phone call or a text message. And that's how I believe it should be in business. If it's real estate or anywhere, you should foster those relationships. We should not be out here trying to get something from somebody or use something for something because it's transactional. We're not yep. called to, to run a transactional business. We're called to build relational uh, businesses. That's how we succeed. So that's how I got this. <laughs> Let's let's talk about uh, get my first deal because you kind of mentioned it a couple times. Uh, I really like that it's your it's your core focus because it's it's what you do. It's what you you even from the beginning you wanted to inspire people to help people get past the the fear of getting their first deal. So let's talk about that. When did that come about? And tell everybody about maybe about your program starting in March. Oh gosh, that's so funny. Um, so. <clears throat> What's interesting is during my journey of getting deals and getting confident, becoming more competent that I knew what I was doing, becoming confident that I can do it and having the clarity, like my husband and I are very big on vision, like write the vision, make it plain and attract, attract people and opportunities, you know, to really expand on that and help others. And um, with the wholesalers roundtable, it grew. As you all could imagine, we went from having two or three people to a hundred in the library and then COVID. 
is like everything shut down. And I was like, we have, we have so much momentum. There are so many hungry people that want this knowledge and we can't even meet. And at that time we were in a mastermind and they were saying, you should be coaching. You, you've got you, the wholesalers round table over a thousand people and all these, there's no reason. And I was still fighting that um, anxiety that I, coaching is bad <laughs> because that was my limiting belief. I, I don't, I don't, I want to give it away to people. I don't want to charge anybody to coach them. And, and there was a lot that happened with that. But what I understood is when people invest, when people pay, they pay attention. They, they take it seriously. They value it. Like I had done a ton of free meetings um, at coffee shops and I would get the blues from my husband. They're like, why are you investing time enriching others and not charging them? And okay, I said, look, I got, I got a heart for helping people. My bank account needs to line up with that. <laughs> my husband and I were sitting in the couch and after some mentors of ours poured into us and said, B, do this. You need, you, you can, you can get a seat at the table. Like you, you are enough. You know enough to be able to help. Even if you only know like a seven, you can help people that only know six and below. And it took me a while to digest that. And my husband and I were sitting on the couch and we were just brainstorming, man, what, what can I be known? What niche can I be in? I want to be a coach, but I don't want to look, I don't want to commit to 12 months because I might not like you. Like, I, let's just be, you might not like me. I don't want your money and I got to coach you and we don't even peanut butter and jelly. Like, why I do that? And, and it went from, oh, I don't want to teach people to flip. I don't even like flipping. <laughs> I, that's, that's, that's hypocrisy. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and my husband and I looked at each other and we came up with get my first deal. And it was like, ooh, because we remembered how impactful it was for us when we got our first deal. And I know that if somebody can master those steps in the blueprint, they can either decide they hate real estate, they can decide it's a great part-time income, or they can be free and say, I want to build generational wealth for my family. And if I can have a hand in giving somebody a blueprint to walk through through like this challenge that I've got coming up in March, a five-day challenge where I show people how to write down your goals help them find their deal, help them get connected to the seller and get their deal or homeowner, help them close the deal. And, and they now feel armed and can go anywhere with it and do it. I, I would feel so much satisfaction. In other words, I don't need 10 uh, students paying me a hundred thousand dollars. I'd rather have a hundred thousand students that, know, that have gotten their first deal. And as a result, not only is their family impacted, but their community is impacted, but they can go and be a blessing to other people. That is impact to me. I hope I answered your question. <laughs> no, you did, you did. And that's why I love it because this is where like hive mind and get my first deal are aligned in the same way because like we're trying to educate the masses and of course we, we want to give it out for free, but even them we want to be as, as affordable as possible because we were, we were there struggling in the beginning where we didn't, we, we didn't have the right information. And it was just, it was hard to come by and it was hard to come by who to trust. Yeah. And then like, you needed that inspiration, you needed that step-by-step. -step, and it's just like, ugh, people get burned out based off of their own shortcomings. And it might not even be their own fault, but if there's somebody in there to facilitate and make it happen where they can have confidence, they can overcome that fear, they can overcome that objections, they can overcome that, confidence they need in the seller appointment they have to overcome getting on that first phone call getting that first contract taking it to close and just fulfilling all those parts of it 
It takes a lot. It does. And it takes, <laughs> and it takes a lot of like-minded people to make that happen. Yes. Because it if does. you tell your if you tell your brother, your sister, your aunt, your mom, they're gonna think you're nuts. <laughs> Every time. Every time. <laughs> Just like you, you even said it earlier, your mom was driving you around doing bandit signs in the middle of the night because she was concerned about you because you're crazy. <laughs> I remember hopping out of the car, like, like running, like, let me stick it and run back. Cause I might've heard a gunshot. Like, let me, <laughs> this is going to work. I just got to do it. I just got to stay committed. And she's like, you are freaking me out. Sit down. <laughs> oh, that, that's amazing. So that, that, I love this. I love this. So what's your program coming out first week of March? Um, what's that, what's that pertain to? It's like a five-day challenge or something? Yes. So, um, it's, it really, all of this, this challenge has really originated in within the past three weeks, maybe all of this is new, it, the way everything came together, but the heart behind it is it's like you mentioned, people want to get into real estate, but they're not really sure how they're not really sure who they can trust. They're, they don't really want to commit to getting a license because we all know there's fees associated with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, they feel like I don't have the credit or the cash or I need to know somebody in real estate to be successful. And the, the purpose behind this challenge is really to get people in alignment. First of all, this is this is not a hobby. This is business. Like in the end of the day, we're, 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 we're working with attorneys. We, we're working with people who are trading their equity for quick cash and a lot of a lot of times um, deeds, all kind of technical things. And the, the, the space between people wanting to do, invest in real estate because it looks sexy on HGTV or A&E or whatever, which it can and it does, but in real life experiencing what it looks like to you know, find your market, get on the phone. Like that's one thing that I'm, I'm guaranteeing in this challenge. You're gonna, you're gonna find a deal. You're gonna find an opportunity and we're going to get, look, the only way you wouldn't be successful with, with getting, with at least connecting with a homeowner is if you don't even try. You, you, if, if, if you identify a property and if you, if you do the things I tell you to do to find them, and if you say what I tell you to say on the phone, you're going to have success. And that's really what this challenge is about is, like I said, helping people define their goal. Why, why are they doing this? What, what, what is, why real estate? Is that really where you want to be? Is, is this the, the avenue of the vehicle? You know, what are you willing to uh, surrender? In other words, what are, you, what are you spending time on right now that you're willing to say, let me just give this 30, 90 days or whatnot, or five days? Or what is it that you want to add? Are you reading? Uh, we go through things as little as that to, okay, how many properties are you identifying? How many phone calls? Like we're going so granular and it's practical because that's what people are missing is the practicality. You can read all day long, but until you pick up this phone and say, hey, um, I saw your house. Is it your house? I really, um, would you be interested in an offer? Until you can have conversations and get cussed out, get hung up on, um, get bad numbers. Like you don't know if you want to invest in real estate. So why do I need to charge you 40,000? Yes, I say 40 because that's like a common number in this coaching it, when people come to your, your city or whatever. It's like 40,000, so I don't know why. Anyway, do you need to pay that to, 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 to decide whether you want to invest? Like for real? No, you don't, man. Pay a couple of dollars, enough for you to be invested and try it. And if it works, let's go, baby. And once you get your first deal, I'm, I'm connecting you with somebody that's going to bless you. That's going to take you the rest of the journey. 
So that's what this challenge is about. Which is an amazing challenge too. You know, half the deal is just getting their, half the problem is getting their first deal done. And then from there you get the confidence and grow like we talked about before. Can you, Brittany, can you talk a little bit about some of the mindset issues that you work with or, uh, you know, first time investors, people looking for their first deal? What is it that you see that are kind of common pitfalls or things that uh, might stop them up that might be mindset oriented and things you can help them with that might not be kind of technically real estate based? That's such a good question. Actually, I was trying to look up because I take notes of this, right? Like I'm, I'm always a student. I'm always learning on how to improve, how to be better at the craft. And some limiting beliefs that people have that we help address is not knowing enough. Um, it's too risky. Oh my gosh, the market's saturated. Um, <laughs> I'm not ready. Like I, I can't. I'm. I can't invest in real estate. Like maybe there was a time in their youth where they suffered trauma, and somebody said, you know, they'll never be good enough to do anything. So we we battle. We we address that as much as we can the first day. Right. Um, too old to start or learn something new, which is a lie. I mean, the KF, the, the, Kentucky, the Kentucky Fried Chicken guy was like 50 or 60. You know, like, <laughs> come on, that's not a good excuse. Um, <clears throat> I need to know everything about real estate investing before I start. I might lose, oh, this is a good one. I might lose credibility if I do it and I make a mistake amongst my peers, amongst others. I, I, this is overwhelming. There's so much information on the internet. They, they and, and what I tell them is people, it, they do it on purpose they, they know like come on like let's be realistic self-sabotage <laughs> self-sabotage it's a big one um everything's gotta be paid up. i don't do that <laughs> i'm not social i don't like talking to people. I'm, a, I'm an introvert i've heard all kind of crazy stuff and we just at the core of it is 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 three things it's competence it's confidence and it's clarity and when we address all of those three things then we can be set free to do what we're really supposed to. We can put in the activity. Man, that was good. Wow. <laughs> Woo! That was hot. That was hot. That was good. That was good. Okay, so that was a good question too, Matt. Nice one. <laughs> so what is a quote that you resonate with? Oh, come on. Oh. Or quotes, quotes. I'm sure you got, you got a whole notebook right there on the side. Or it might be on the wall. <laughs> it's like a flood of stuff. Oh, babe, help. What, what's, what's a Britney-ism? I got like, it's funny. I had a, a social media guy say, send me, send me 50 isms. I was like, bro, you have no idea what you're asking me. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, let me, let me see. Uh, man, that's a quote. Babe, help. I'm drawing a blank. You, you're not going to help me? Mm. Oh, okay. I'll do this. When your vision is blurry, you can't see, see straight. Your activity will get you, will give you the ability to get in the right rooms. That's one that really resonated with me. People, I think are so in love with being famous and, and that it's no shade. Oh, I got a good quote. Oh, y'all gonna love this one. This is, this is so good. Oh my goodness. This is so good. Oh, geez. She pulled from the library. <laughs> affluence versus influence that's a that's a that's a good one what's today's the 22nd um mm -hmm. 
If you are uniquely gifted in your work, you will rise and be promoted. You won't be held back. You will stand before kings and queens. Like, I don't, I don't know about y'all, but a, a beautiful reputation is more to be desired than great riches. And, it's, and to be esteemed by others is more honorable than to own immense investments. So I, 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 I live, there's principles. Here's one. If you, follow, if, you, if you follow the principles, you have the right to participate in the promise. Man, yeah, you. I know you got another one. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're on a roll here. Ah, <laughs> oh, look, and now when I get off of this, I'm gonna be like, oh man, this was a good one. Here they go. Uh geez, posting. Oh yes, oh yeah, I found them. It's on now, baby. Uh, taking action. Uh, my goal with each seller is to be the solution for their situation. Truly, my goal when I talk to somebody on the phone is not to get a deal. My goal is to be, be a problem solver and not in a cliche way, but in a real way. Change is inevitable. Progress is optional. <laughs> Where there is a sense of expectation, there will be preparation. Mm. Obsess about the why before the what. Look, this is all too good. I'm not giving y'all no more. <laughs> Save something for your challenge. Uh, <laughs> you don't learn when you're talking. You learn when you're listening. So li learn to listen. <laughs> Proximity is power. <laughs> Innovation is about seeing things from a different perspective. I don't have failures. I just have examples of what not to do. There's your challenge quote. <laughs> nah, you're, you're on a roll. I didn't want to stop you. You're on a roll. <laughs> and I know you had a library full. I, I do. Tell. I'm looking at them. <laughs> I, I can tell you that type of person. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not a bad thing. It's just that it's... Uh, what when you when you when you hear and you hear a lot of inspiration it comes out when you speak and you've done it this whole this whole podcast call you're 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 very inspirational when you talk and you're a very good storyteller and it comes across because you do the what you ingest thank you i appreciate the opportunity my biggest my biggest um, desire is no matter what room, no matter what call, no matter what form that I'm present in, that I always leave it better than I find it. Not that there's anybody or anything wrong, but yeah. I just wanna, I just want to live the impression of a blessing. That that that's that's the core of everything that I do. Everything my family does, we always leave it better than we find it, or we at least strive to be excellent um, in that way. Brittany, before we go, can you talk about one of your favorite success stories you had with a student? Maybe somebody that came looking for their first deal, you helped them out. Maybe they overcome something big, limiting beliefs, whatever it may be. Do you have kind of a, a favorite success story you can share with us? I do, um, actually. One of my, I actually interviewed him on, uh, on our podcast, uh, but this particular student, God, it was crazy. I used to do something called power hour, which is a daily success routine that I do, but I do it privately and not so much corporately. And it involves um, having a devotional prayer, meditation, affirmation, and journaling every morning before the day starts. And <clears throat> while I was doing this live on my social media, 
my student's wife was watching and I, I was talking about get my first deal. And she said, babe, you need to, you need to book a call with her, with Brittany. And he did. And he was telling me how he had just taken this position for the railroad where he was going to be working 78 hours a week, inconsistent schedule. Like he just didn't know what he could and couldn't commit because it was a new job and it was going to require so much time. And um, he, he was doing a lot of activity, but he didn't have a blueprint. Like there wasn't structure. There wasn't, he wasn't monitoring. So he didn't have proper expectations. And I remember he said he had been working and, and trying to figure real estate out for like nine months before meeting me. And once finding me, he did it in 90 days because he had a plan. He had somebody that's gonna keep him accountable. And he, the confidence, because as a coach, I understand that my students are borrowing my wisdom and my confidence. That, that's the big, when, when they believe in you, they, they trust you, right? Um, so over the, the, I guess the season of him adjusting, I think week two, he had like two contracts because he was doing what I told him. The very, stuff, the very same thing that I'm gonna teach in this challenge is what I told him. I'm just condensing it in the challenge, right? But I remember every, it, it, some people think that buying the program or the course is what's going to make them successful. And I'm guilty of that in myself in the past. If I make this commitment to spend this $100 or $1,000, that I'm going to win. In reality, no, you're just investing in yourself and, 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 and creating a hedge, like, like a reason, right? And I, we got down to the bottom of why he wanted to do this. And he told me his dreams. And I said, you have, what I'm teaching you is a blueprint for, you can do this. Like you, you, you've got children and a wife and I get that you want to get your first deal. But what I want you to understand is it's bigger than this. Once you master what I teach you, you don't know where it could take you. And his journey was just maintaining consistency. You can do anything for a day or a week, but can you do it for 12 weeks? Can, can you be disciplined and consistent to do it? And I will say he was like 50% but still got his deal because he understood the mechanics and stayed true to himself. And as a result, he got his first deal, multiple contracts. Now we're talking, he's talking about development, like things that he would have never even entertained what three or four months ago. And I'm so proud of him. And there's going to be many more success stories to come here, especially after your five day challenge. I'm, ex I'm excited, y'all. I want to disrupt the industry with this because I get, I get the sales and the, and the, the, that aspect of it, but people just, people just need a win. They yep. shouldn't have to pay a million dollars just to win. Just, just, can we just help people win one time? Most people have never won and they, they haven't won in the, as a parent. They haven't won in their marriage. They have, they haven't, they don't see themselves winning as a sibling. Like people just need, they just need a, a W, a win. And when they get that confidence, oh my God, you can do anything. And not only specifically to, to what I'm doing, not only can you win and get the confidence, but now no one can just approach you saying any and everything because you know better. You're wiser. What Walk with the wise and you'll become wise. That's the point of it. No, that's good. It's, it's, really, it's really inspirational because I, a lot of people, they just, they just need that first win. That first win opens their eyes and they realize the possibility that they can, they can uh, excel into something and create a, create a life around this, 
this one win, they can create a life around it and it, it becomes possible, you know? So it's, it's an amazing ambition and I want to help you do it. So um, how, do, how can people find that challenge? Is it getmyfirstdeal.com, I'm guessing? That's it. They need to go to getmyfirstdeal.com. They can catch a free masterclass that I put that lets them know about me and my teaching style. And if I resonate, just click the join the challenge button and I see them on the other side, getting this, getting this coin, baby, getting this education, you know, getting free more than anything, getting free. Folks just need to be free. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, where can people find you online? What's your Instagram, Facebook? Yes. So all forms of social media, my uh, tag is at the real BJT. Um, you can actually, my website is www.therealbjt.com. Um, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse, <laughs> everywhere. But join the challenge. <laughs> well, we, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate Matt for co-hosting this one. Uh, thank you so much, Brittany. It's been it's an amazing, amazing episode. I hope you inspire a lot of people that even single parents or not single parents but parents that are transitioning into can do anything 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 is possible limitless possibilities you want to say something matt absolutely i, I think this is a really really fun episode uh Brittany knows how to get the best out of students who are early in their real estate journey and uh getting that first win is huge and kind of getting them over the hump to see what's really possible in this industry so for that uh i wish you all the best of luck and look forward to speaking with you again and, and seeing the progress with you and your students and uh i love your energy and your vibe and you know you're, you're off to a great start here in these first five six years of real estate and i can only imagine what's what's going to come here in the future so best of luck to, to you and your family Thank you, Matt. You're amazing. And I'm sure that you're going to grow and be exponentially successful. You and Daniel both. Like, there are some things that are about to, this industry is about to get shook up. <laughs> well, we definitely appreciate your time. And uh, this has been a blast and look forward to speaking again. The show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The list guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The list guys are here to save you time. Contact the list guys today at www.onelistguys.com. That's www.the number one listguys.com.